This is Crime Connections. We're your hosts. I'm Leah. And I'm Jackie. When this episode is airing, it's right after Valentine's Day, so I thought that it would be interesting to do a case that happened on Valentine's Day. Whether you don't believe in celebrating Valentine's Day and you're kind of like me and you just think it's a Hallmark holiday, you're not really into the whole fuss about it, or you are really into it, the whole chocolate, flowers, and jewelry deal, this case that I'm going to bring you today will have you appreciating your loved one a little bit more than usual, or it's going to really make you appreciate that you are single. (laughs) Um, And then real quick, before we get into the case, I do just want to mention that we, if you haven't noticed, we've been not, um, what's the word? Not releasing, releasing as, as often mm-hmm. as we normally do. And it is due to I am pregnant, the Jackie, Yay. me. And I have felt like total crap. So I apologize, but I have been so sick that I have not been able to really do much. But I think I'm turning the corner here. So it should yeah. resume back to normal pretty soon. It's all for a good a good cause. Yes. Just the growing, pause on episode. Growing a human here. So a little I do, crime connections, baby. Yes, literally. Well, I'll put a onesie on it and... I don't know the gender yet, so. Uh, But yeah, so I just wanted to say I apologize, but I promise it will get back to normal soon here. The case that I'm going to talk about happened on Valentine's Day in 2010 in Lula, Georgia. Richard Sheck and Stacy Sheck agreed to meet up at Belton Bridge Park in Lula, Georgia and exchange their Valentine's Day gifts with each other. Stacy had wanted to meet up in the park and have a romantic evening exchanging gifts and being with each other before returning to reality, which I totally get. I can see how some people might think, why are you meeting up in a random park to exchange your gifts? But they had jobs and children. So I think meeting up away from the home was Made some, it more special. Yeah, a little bit more romantic, something new, something different. From the outside looking in, Richard and Stacy Shuck seemed to have a very happy and loving marriage. Richard was known for his love of hot air balloons and motorcycles. He was laid back and fun and always ready to have a good time. But he was also an excellent father to all three of Stacy's sons. Richard actually formally adopted the boys once he and Stacy were married, and he was very serious about taking on the role of being a father figure to them, Aww. which is huge. That's so sweet. Yeah, it takes a special person to mm-hmm. be able to step into that role like wholeheartedly 100% for sure and go even that step further to legally adopt them oh, knowing yeah. they're not his but being ready with it, yeah, yeah to take on the full responsibility Stacy had been divorced four times before marrying Richard wow so this was making it her fifth marriage she was an administrator at a medical practice and was described as very meticulous in nature While she wasn't the complete opposite of Richard, she was definitely the more serious one in their marriage. On the night of Valentine's Day, Stacy was going to meet up with Richard after she finished caring for her elderly grandmother. When Stacy arrived at the remote location, so the park, she saw Richard's truck. She started to make her way over to it and discovered a grisly sight. Sprawled on the ground next to his truck, was Richard's lifeless body. He had been shot a total of five times, including two shots to the face. Oh, man. Stacy immediately called 911 and screamed into the phone, he's been shot. Investigators, very soon after her call, arrived on scene and declared Richard dead. 
While they were investigating the scene of the crime, they were able to identify one set of tire tracks that didn't belong to Stacy's car or Richard's car. This set of tire tracks, they determined, would have arrived before Richard's car arrived and then left after his car or his truck arrived. How do they even figure that kind of stuff out? You know, forensics is so interesting (laughs) to me. I just don't ever think I have the brain power to be able to figure out like how they do how, things. Yeah. yeah this led investigators to believe that the killer had been lying in wait looking for the perfect opportunity to attack richard and it was a pretty remote area that they were going to so the car that the murderer was sitting in would have been really easy for richard to miss mm-hmm. and if you're not looking for another car being there besides your wife you're not thinking something bad's going to happen to you. Yeah. I was you're gonna not going to see it. When you're not thinking of something bad happening, especially not to play into the gender role type thing, but mm-hmm. men typically don't look for danger no. as a woman would. Yeah. And so they are not very aware of their surroundings. Yeah, I agree with that. Compared to a woman going to a park. If she would have arrived first, she probably would have looked and they don't, you know? Yeah, they don't have those intrusive thoughts yes, that we so women do. I feel like men are more oblivious to yeah. a lot of details like that. I agree with that. Upon further investigation, it was determined that the shots fired at Richard were considered overkill, and it had left a rather gruesome crime scene. There had been no signs of a robbery, and Stacy claimed that when she arrived, she found Richard and his truck was still running. The driver's door was wide open, the headlights were still on, so this gave the investigators the impression that as soon as Richard had pulled up and got out of his truck, the killer approached him and shot him. And it was overkill because there were two shots to the face and then including Mm -hmm. three more shots to his chest. For sure, which obviously one of those would have easily killed him. Yeah. Richard's family actually immediately suspected that Stacy was somehow involved. It was never fully explained why they felt this way, but there were some of Richard's family that came out and publicly stated after the murder that they did not get a good feeling when they were around Stacy. They didn't trust her. They didn't really think that she was good for Richard, and they wouldn't be surprised if she had something to do with his murder. That's very unfortunate. But it also makes me think of, you know, when families are, it's almost like a jealousy type Mm -hmm. towards when those types of situations happen i don't know that just kind of makes me feel yeah it's like well when you hear it you kind of look at you can see both sides you can see like oh man she yeah. must have really not been a pleasant person but then you can see it from stacy's side where it's like well what kind of family does richard have that they would say that about her exactly so i yeah. can see both sides for sure a lot of richard's family didn't believe that stacy appreciated richard or treated him well um considering how well he treated her investigators had very little to go off of and really they only had that third set of tire tracks to try and kickstart their investigation they knew that the tire tracks came from goodyear integrity tires but without a car to match up to the tires it really wasn't a lead but it was literally all that they had at that time well in the i'm assuming there was bullets that was never disclosed i don't the bullet casings weren't there wow that's because it was never i mean we'll get more into it but it was never revealed what type of gun he was hmm. shot with. That's surprising. And I'm, again, we'll get into it more. I'm assuming they probably figured it out in the end. But at this time, they didn't have much to go off mm-hmm. of, yeah. Because they never came out and released that um, they knew 
Well, and I'm assuming, I'm not a gun person, but I'm assuming you can have pretty similar gun, like, bullets to multiple different guns. I don't really know. Is that how that works? Kind of. Like, if there's multiple not smaller completely. guns? Or... Yeah, I mean, you can, when you have the case, like, the, the bullet casings, it, you can, it narrows it down to what kind of gun it could be. Um, and if you have a suspect and you find out that a gun's registered to, to their name yeah. and it could fit the bullet casings, then yeah. It makes it a little bit easier to determine. Yeah, it kind of sounds stupid. I really don't know much about guns at all. <laughs> no, but I see what you're saying, though. Like, so if you had one gun, there isn't only one kind of bullet yeah, you can like put you in that gun. Put no. multiple, I would assume. Yeah. The investigators brought Stacy in for routine questioning because she was the one that called in the 911 call. She's the one that was at the scene uh, the night of Richard's murder. And she immediately admitted that she had been carrying on an affair for about six to seven months with her co-worker named Juan Reyes. Why the F? I, mm-hmm. Obtaining this information also raised red flags for the investigators because it seemed to be very coincidental to them that Stacy had been having an affair and her husband just mysteriously wound up being murdered. Yeah, it's a huge motive. It's, yeah. That's why sometimes I don't, fully understand why people think if you're having an affair eventually you're going to get caught Mm -hmm. and when your husband gets murdered and now you're saying that you're having an affair they're they're gonna immediately look at you Mm -hmm. stacy also stated during her questioning that she had told reyes about how she was planning on meeting up with richard at the park for valentine's day when pressed further, it became clear that the relationship between Stacy and Juan had been rather serious. It wasn't just like a little thing here and there. Juan Reyes was living with his family in a house that was owned by Stacy and Richard that they uh. were renting out. Stacy had been renting an apartment to have meetings with Reyes, and she was paying for the cell phone he was using and the truck that he drove. I'm sorry, but what a freaking winner. Yeah, I know, right? Like, you have a... So then you look at your, like, his, Richard's family had every reason yeah, to look at real. you and think you're F? kind of a monster. Yeah, this man legally adopted your sons, and then you're turning around, and you're basically trying to have a completely different life. Yeah, that's what I mean. If you were in a full relationship and, like, committed to Richard, why did you let him adopt your children? Right. And continue to, like... Because you didn't want to be a mom or like, like well, for what well, reason? Well, there's a word for what you should do when you fall out of love with someone that you've married and it's called divorce. Literally. Divorce. Because you're just hurting you and everyone in yes. the relationship like, no ma- situation. I mean, the amount of money that she's spending on an apartment to have the affair with him and his truck and his cell phone, you could use that money for, I don't know, a divorce. Literally. <laughs> just get a divorce. This led investigators to suspect Reyes as the killer obviously Mm -hmm. it made sense that it could be him considering he knew where richard was going to be that evening and he had a motive he was having an affair with stacy having a potential suspect investigators and police raced to reyes's home at 4 a.m to confront him and bring him in for questioning when they arrived at his home they knocked and knocked but nobody came to the door nobody answered they didn't have a warrant and they had no probable cause to enter the house, so they had to leave and wait until they could confront him either later that day or go find him at work. They ended up finding him at his place of work, but they very quickly noticed that Reyes didn't look the same anymore. He had shaved his entire beard, which was rather full, so he had a full beard, and he had just a goatee left. 
So that's a red flag. Yeah, drastic change, yeah. He willingly went with investigators to the station to be questioned. While being questioned, Reyes admitted that he and Stacy were carrying on with an affair, but he insisted that he had nothing to do with the murder. His alibi was that he had been at home all night and that he just didn't hear the police knocking at his door at 4 a.m. His ex-wife, who sure. had been... Yeah, <laughs> right, I know. I just... I don't know. I'm sorry. That, if someone was knocking at my door at 4 a.m., 4 a.m. one, I'd be calling the cops and be terrified. Yeah. And, you know, like, there's just no way. So I don't know if there's, like, other reasons why he didn't want to answer the door because it was the police. I, you know, who knows. But his alibi was that he was at home the whole night. His ex-wife, who had been living with him at this time, confirmed his alibi. With literally nothing else to go off of, the investigators were back at square one. They couldn't push it any further because they have no evidence. Which, is that even a good alibi? No, it's not. I mean, we've covered cases in the where the three women went missing in Springfield, Missouri. So Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. In Springfield, Missouri, the guy that they thought was the murderer his girlfriend was like oh no he went to church with me and he was home all night and then she years later came out and said nope that was a total lie right so i don't ever fully believe like a girlfriend or a a wife or anything like that like those are just terrible alibis blood is thicker than water so Mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna cover for for your family which is crazy i would I'm sorry, but I would just never. I'd be like, no, Spencer wasn't home all night. I don't know where he was. (laughs) Sorry, but I'm not going to jail for you. Like, I love you, but but not that much. You messed up. Yeah, like, there's just no way. Because you can get prison time for that. Yeah. Because you're hindering an investigation. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I'm sorry, but you're an accomplice. like my worst (laughs) nightmare. At this point, investigators were already starting to piece together the inconsistencies with Stacy's story, and they were starting to suspect that she did have something to do with Richard's murder. They decided to put Reyes kind of on the back burner at this point, because again, there was nothing that they could do, and they started working on gathering more evidence. While they were investigating further and working to obtain more evidence against Stacy, one of Stacy's co-workers gave investigators a tip that would blow the case wide open. Oh, snap. This coworker worked in the IT department of the medical center that Stacy worked at. He was clearing out junk files from an employee's email and he noticed that Stacy had completely cleaned out her work email for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the weekend before the murder. This tip was all investigators needed to obtain a search warrant for Stacy's emails. Don't piss off the IT department, just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be best friends with them because they'll turn on you. Yeah, really. They see everything. Stacy clearly did not know that all the emails she had deleted were already backed up. She genuinely thought that once she deleted them, they were gone forever. Mm-hmm. Nothing is gone forever. No, especially on the internet. Like, write it down if you want it gone Yeah, forever. if you <laughs> write it down, burn it, shred it, whatever you got to do. Literally. But don't send it in an email and think like, oh, I deleted that email. Yeah, at work. Like even if you're on a on, work server, even not even your own personal server. Yeah, even if you're on your own, like on a work Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. they can get crap that yes. you just don't think that they can, but they can. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't take much to, of a Google search to figure out that they can see everything. Literally. Once the emails were obtained, investigators discovered that Stacy had been transferring money to a woman named Lenitra Ross. For up to $10,000. Lenitra Ross was a co-worker of Stacy's. When investigators went and spoke to Lenitra about the money she was given from Stacy, she told them that the money was for home repairs. 
So believing again that they were at a dead end, investigators were left feeling defeated and frustrated because how can they question what that money was for when, they, I mean, there's no evidence pointing to that it was for more than home repairs. Mm-hmm. That was until they received a tip from Stacy's cousin that at the time of the murder, their grandparents' car had gone missing. This is the same set of grandparents that Stacy stopped to visit before heading to the park to meet with Richard. So I just want to quickly say how great it is that so many people were standing up for Richard and turning over this information to the investigators. Yeah. It was her cousin, her cousin, not Richard's family. Which tells you a lot about her. Yeah. So it's, uh, you hear about it so many times that people wondered if something that they saw or something that they heard seemed a little off or suspicious or how somebody act and they never speak up. They're mm-hmm. just kind of like, uh, I, I know I noticed that come to think of it. It's like when you hear it or when you see it, speak up about it. And yeah. that's what these two people did. And if it weren't for Stacy's cousin and the IT guy, there's no way investigators would have been able to piece everything together. Together for sure. Especially because... Like you're saying, every little detail can matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, so me and Spencer have been watching SVU a lot. And I think it gives, I mean, of course it's glamorized because it's TV. Oh, yeah. But it, I think it gives a good idea of how investigators work. Like, you question this person, then mm-hmm. they mention a little thing, and then that snowballs to something else. Yeah. And granted, not everything of those little details leads, leads to, to anything. Mm-hmm. It could lead to another dead end. But it gets the ball rolling. It gets other people talking. Yeah. It brings people involved. Then they t- say something. You know, it just it creates this huge web of possibilities mm-hmm. that will paint a picture eventually. Hopefully, obviously, not all the time. But it's like all those little details mean something, and people well, and just yeah, don't. It's say like anything. the board. When you see the board, you see the mm-hmm. big picture. You see how all the. <laughs> You see how all the strings line up to all the different places, but eventually they all lead to one thing. Yeah. yeah. It's so, just like our our, um, our art. Yes, our artwork. Yeah. So, I mean, it all leads to something. And I think, too, it kind of spoke to, it was a testament to Richard's character. Mm-hmm. That he her clearly own, was a good person. Yeah, her own yeah. family was like, hey, yeah. Um, something is weird here. Yep. My mm-hmm. grandparents' car was gone. She had it. You might want to look into this. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that I just think that that's really awesome that for a case like this, without that, it nothing would have happened. Yeah. By the time the car was found, Stacy had already sold it. The thing that really caught investigators when they found the car, though, was that it had Goodyear Integrity tires on it, which, remember, those are the same tires that left the third set of tire tracks at the scene of the crime. It turned out that the unknown car was sold to a man named Reginald Coleman. Once they found this car, investigators were able to do what is called a tower dump from the local cell phone tower to get information on all the calls that had happened in the area the night of the murder. So yeah, I found this out. This is the first time I've ever heard of this, but police can literally trace all of your calls from a specific night. So literally, like if they want to do a tower dump for today, they could look to see that I called my mom like four times today. <laughs> like what time I called my mm-hmm. mom. That's just, again, kind of crazy to me that, that they can crazy. do that. Can they hear what you're saying? Or no. just like the times you called that number? Just the times okay. that calls went in and what numbers they went to. <laughs> Doing this led investigators to discover that a call was made from a Reggie to Lenitra Ross. This link led them to look more into Reginald Coleman and figure out exactly who he was. They learned that Reginald Coleman was a personal trainer 
that would offer workouts at Stacy's office building and had allegedly carried out hits on the side. What? So he was like a part-time hitman, part-time personal trainer. What the? Uh-huh. Okay. How did they find out he was alleged? Like, they just heard about it, I guess? I guess him and Lenitra were friends. And, like, we talk about it a little bit more further on. But police were able to. I'm assuming that they must have talked to someone or somebody knew who he was. Yeah, like, that guy. He's been known to be a hitman. Do some hits for people. Yeah, like that's something I, to brag about to let right. a lot of people know. Like what when then? someone hears your name, they're like, "Oh yeah, he does some hits." I, like what a reputation they have. I really you. though, people hear my name, they're like, "Oh yeah, she's always got coffee in her hand." <laughs> yeah, people hear my name, they're like, "Oh, that girl with all the cats." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh my! Lady. Doing the tower dump also led to the discovery. A series of calls were made that night from Coleman to Ross, and then Ross to Stacy. Investigators believe that this series of calls was planning the murder, which was enough evidence to arrest all three of them. After being placed in custody, Stacy didn't remain silent for too long. I think she knew she wasn't going to be able to lie away all the evidence the investigators discovered, and she also had to have known that Reginald Coleman and Lenitra Ross weren't going to take the fall for the mess that she created. Oh, heck no. If that were me, I'd be like, yep. Give everything up. She Give did me a it. Deal. <laughs> yeah, I want to plead deal. Stacy admitted that she had arranged to have her husband murdered because she found out that Richard was molesting her sons. But once the sons were interviewed and Stacy explained to her sons why she did what she did, they adamantly denied that Richard had never laid a hand on them. They said, nope, he's never touched us. He was an amazing father. He's never done anything to us but love us. So I think this was just like her way of trying to be like, well, this her is mercy. why. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to understand. That is so crappy because not it only is. obviously he's a good person. Everyone's mm-hmm. standing up for him. Your own family is going against you. Yeah. And then you lie about something so heinous. Like yes. it's not a little lie. Like that's no. a big that's deal. That's a big deal. And then your kids straight out are like, are you crazy? Are you no. Crazy? Yeah. Like nothing that happened. That did not happen. And then to find out that you thought that that happened and not only did you not, I don't know, call the police or talk or to your kids about talk it, talk to your like, kids what? or figure something out. You pl- you hired a man to murder your husband. Yeah, it sounds like an excuse. Ugh. What investigators were able to do was discover that Stacy had started confiding to her co-worker, Lenitra Ross, that she wanted her husband dead because of the molestation claims. So this was before everyone knew, okay, this is like total BS. This didn't happen. Stacy shared with Lenitra that she was entitled to a $560,000 life insurance policy with Richard being dead, which I think was the major motive for all of for it. For sure. A lot of times but it she comes was down to money. Carrying on the story that while well, he he's molesting my children, he deserves to die. Ugh. Lenitra was friends with Reginald Coleman and told Stacy that she could get her in touch with him to discuss murdering Richard. Stacy and Reginald devised a plan for murdering Richard and agreed to have it done on Valentine's Day while Richard was waiting for Stacy at the park. It would be the perfect opportunity to get him alone away from everyone and then enticing him to be in a secluded area. Disgusting. Mm -hmm. The compensation that Stacy provided to Lenitra and Reginald was the $10,000, but the money mostly went to Reginald and Lenitra got to live front Lenitra got to live rent-free in one of the properties owned by Stacy. All three 
were convicted for the murder of Richard Shack and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Wow, that's good. The true reason behind Stacy wanting Richard murdered has never been disclosed. She told Richard's sister once that she did it because she was worried Richard was going to divorce her and try to take her sons away. Remember, he legally adopted them, so he's given more rights than just your average stepfather that doesn't have as many rights. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for example, like my oldest daughter, my husband is her stepfather. If something happened to me, he doesn't have as many rights as like Richard did. Yeah. Legally adopting these boys. Still not a reason to have him murdered. I mean, you could go for, you know, shared custody. Like, There's so many, so many things. Like, most of the time, the system goes with the mom anyways. Well, so, and that's like, what I think get that... It together. I think the main reason was she was on her fifth marriage. She wasn't happy with Richard. She saw all this money she could get by him being dead, and that was her real motivation. And then she started trying to figure out a way to lie and... Mm-hmm make it seem like she was justified in what she was doing yeah and the other the weird thing is is it doesn't seem like they're hurting for money no like you easily gave ten thousand dollars to these people they had you easily paid for a hotel yes. you were paying for your boyfriend's phone and yes. truck like you clearly were not hurting for money they had they owned multiple properties that they rented out she had a very good job he had a good job they were very well off they were doing really well financially mm-hmm. So why, I just, I don't fully understand. And I don't understand, though, why people think that they're not going to get caught. Literally. I just, mm. I mean, I feel like 99% of the time you do, so. Yeah. Is it really worth going to jail for and you having no money? Yeah. So I don't know. And now your kids are, like, homeless. Right. Well, and that's the other tragedy, in my opinion, about this crime, too, is that rather than divorcing Richard and trying to come to an agreement in court, trying to figure things out together. Again, he seemed like an amazing guy from what everyone said. I'm sure mm-hmm. he would have been more than fair. She chose the most aggressive option, and she took away both parents from her sons. Yeah. So now they have no one. They don't have their father. They don't have their mother. They're yeah. left orphans, basically. Mm-hmm. And that is, to me, that's the most tragic thing out of all of this. Yes, Richard lost his life. I don't think that he had any... There's no reason why she should have been wanting that to happen. Yeah. But then to not even think about her sons and how, like, oh, my God, if I did something like this, what would happen to them? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think yeah, about the Yeah, you supposedly kids. did it for them, but now you're both gone. Yeah, and now trying to say, well, I did it because he was molesting you, but you knew he wasn't, and then your sons weren't going to sit there and lie, to, lie about it. Which, honestly, thank goodness that they're old enough to say, oh, absolutely, that did not happen. Yeah. Because... If they were smaller, they mm-hmm. could have easily been coached and convinced. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so luckily for him, yeah, they were old enough to know better. Yeah, you know. So I just, I, don't, I think she wasn't happy with him anymore. She didn't want him to keep anything or gain anything when it came to a divorce. And I still firmly believe she wanted that life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like that tale is old as time. The husband has a, like a big bounty over his head, so. The wife is like, oh, well, if I just get rid of you, I get all of that money and imagine how amazing my life is going to be. And that's money is the root of a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Mm -hmm. What kind of shocks me, though, is that in a lot of these types of true crime cases, the person committing the murder is hoping that they're going to gain a large sum of money. But they don't seem to read over the policy 
ever. So I researched it, which I really hope it doesn't put me on some type of list somewhere. <laughs> like researching <laughs> insurance policies when the other person dies. I love you, honey. I'm not, <laughs> not trying to <laughs> not trying to murder you. Get some research for later. And I found out that most life insurance policies will not release a payout to the beneficiary until a full report of mm-hmm. the death is obtained. Yeah, they're very picky. Very. And they will reach out to if the, if it was a murder and it's being investigated, they'll reach out to the investigators and they have every right to know who a list of their suspects are. Mm-hmm. And if the beneficiary is a suspect on that list, they will not pay out a penny until that person's name is no longer on the list, until yeah. they're cleared. So again, you wanted the money. You didn't read the fine print, Stacy, because yeah. you were never going to get it. She was always going to be on that list mm-hmm. and they were never going to pay yeah, they it out. clear her, so there's mm-hmm. no way she would ever got it. They also, some policies, depending on who you go through, won't even give it out if they're killed in some odd way. Yeah. And it, a lot of them are like, you have to be naturally, or nat- not like naturally, it has to be like a natural, a natural death cause, though. Or like an accident, yeah. like a car accident type thing yeah. or something. And I read too that a lot of them, if you die and you were, even if you, it wasn't your fault, but you ha- you were intoxicated mm-hmm. at all, they won't pay it out. Yeah. A lot of them won't pay out either for like suicide. Yeah. There are so many fine prints in these yep. policies and I don't think people think people of like Stacy think of that but Stacy Lanitra and Reginald were all convicted and found guilty and they have to spend life in prison without parole now which so, is good it is I just I still just feel so bad for her sons mm-hmm. I just no it sucks like you took away their childhood because either way that's so much trauma now yeah. that you, for well, unnecessary reasons. And you're trying to paint this picture that you are this idyllic mother. Like, look at me. I was trying to protect my boys and I was mm-hmm. trying to do what was best for them. But in doing so, you weren't thinking of your boys. Mm-mm. You killed the only other person that could have taken good care of them and wanted to provide for them and be there for them. Yeah. You took that away. So you weren't thinking of anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you have any information on any type of crime, I urge you to call Crime Stoppers and be the voice that can help investigators come closer to finding answers a lot like Stacy's cousin and the IT guy. Without them, I don't think that I do think Stacy would have gotten away with it because yeah. all like you said, all those little strings pointed right back to Stacy. It yep. took some time, but they got there. You would call the number that is for your area. You can give your tip anonymously. If you don't want to have the fallout of giving a tip, you can do even do it online. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of them have an online. They form. have a website. And mm-hmm. granted, obviously they could track you, but I don't think they. I mean, they take their that very seriously. Yes, they if do. You don't want to be known. They're not going to reach out to you. Yep. They're going to take that seriously because yeah. if they don't, then who would ever? Who no do one it, would ever. Do you know. It. Yeah. But if you Google Crime Stoppers. Um, it gives you automatically gives you the number for your local mm-hmm. crime stoppers gives you the website so if you have a tip on any crime just call it in if you have any suspicion on any crime just yeah. call it in you never know what you saw what you heard what you think you saw or heard could help solve a crime yep as always thank you for listening to crime connections if you so kindly would please follow share and go like us on facebook at crime connections or follow us on instagram at crime connections pod 
You can also join in on the discussion of these cases at our new discussion Facebook page, Crime Connections Podcast Discussion Board. If you have any news, tips, or cases that you want us to look into, please feel free to email or DM us. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys.